Aha, success. All right, Devin. Tell the people what they want to hear. All right, well, since we didn't do a week one review last week because we looked at long drives on Friday nights with late starts due to the extreme heat last week, we'll kind of review last week and see. First, we're going to start with the top 10 games. The game I was at, um, it was number four, Platte Valley at Worth, number one, Worth County, Platte Valley won 38 34. Number two, Archie defeated number eight, Lockwood, 54 to nothing. Uh, number three, North Andrew lost to Norway Valley, 32 to eight. Number five, Oric lost to St. Paul, 38 to 26. Number six, East Ashton defeated King City, 54 to six. Number eight, Mitchell Blonde defeated number six, North Shelby, 58 to 42. And number eight, Drexel defeated Liberal, 50 to 26. And just from the top 10 scores, we both concluded that we knew nothing going into week one, which we already kind of knew that going in. Um, it was the first time we'd ever had 18 teams receive a vote in our top 10 poll uh, for the media poll. And it showed their week one. Three of our top five teams went down, two of them to um, one at least to a ranked opponent there, uh, losing with Platte Valley beating Worth County. Um, but kind of a surprise there. We weren't sure what everyone was going to bring kind of after Worth County and Archie. We knew those teams would be pretty good. We just weren't sure after that how everyone kind of fit in in that 3 to 15 range. And Platte Valley proved that they are in that uh, upper upper echelon. Just looking on the field with them, they looked really good. Uh, North Andrew um, struggled with the Nolly Valley team. That's much improved this year. We went in three games last year. <laughs> It just kind of speaks to Maui Valley. Last year, week one, they lost to Stewartsville Osborne. And then a year later, they're defeating North End, a huge win for their program. And then Oric, they lost to St. Paul Lutheran, who was our first team out of the top ten. So it's a good, it's a good team that Oric lost to there. And you watched a little bit of that St. Paul and Oric game on the film. What did you see in that game? You watched a little more of it than I did. Mm, I saw terrible officiating. Um, well, and now, fortunately, it went both ways, so – Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I'm curious with St. Paul and how that offense is going to look at the end of the year. Not so much that it needs work, um, but they were kind of – Magger was in there, I think, about 50% of the time um, at quarterback, and he was coming in and out. So be curious how he holds up playing both mm-hmm. sides because he's, he's one of those quarterbacks that you can't – not have play defense um he's yep. too good for that so um you know and orc orc has really impressed with them in the first half uh you, we both saw their offensive line was really good uh, i yes. thought their running game was good uh, jacks miller had a few good runs um and i i assumed he was on a bit of a pitch count as well because of uh the shoulder um but when he was in there he looked really good too uh, I saw, um, and I texted you that they were kind of the Spider-Man meme where I felt like those were two very <laughs> evenly matched teams. Um, you know, St. Paul couldn't really stop the run and Oric, um, you know, was Oric and they really struggled to defend the pass. Um, mm-hmm. But it was week one. And so I think they'll maybe clean some of those things up. Um, if not, they're still, they're two pretty good teams that, uh, will probably find their way into the top 10. Yeah, they're both teams that are probably still the favorites coming out of their districts. Um, as of right now, there could be some good contention in their districts. Uh, they have two teams that can definitely meet 
you know, each other in the playoffs later on, but could be challengers when it comes to quarterfinal time uh, going forward there as well. Um, East Addison beating King City. We weren't really sure what EA was going to look like going into the season. I was pretty confident in their defense, and I think as was their coaching staff. It was the offense was going to be, would they show up or not? And they showed up versus King City. Um, King City, there's talent there, but based on what I was told, it's pretty young and a lot of inexperience this year. After losing all eight starters to last year's team, there were some growing pains there week one versus East Addison. I think I, they posted their stats. King City had, ran 47 plays for 38 yards. Um, so just a struggle there for them offensively versus East Atchison, which EA's defensive line, you talk coaches around the scene over the summer, is really good. It's one of the most stout in the state kind of deal on there. It's just if the offense can get them enough points to get them over the hedge uh, versus some other top-tier teams. After that, another game that you talked about um, with our KQ2 segment with Chris Roush uh, was Bishop Blonde going to North Shelby and getting a 58-42 to win. Um, we were both probably higher in North Shelby in the initial poll than pretty much everyone else was. Um, I left North Shelby in my, in my top 10 for this week towards the bottom of it. I think they're a pretty good team. I just think LeBlond is a real good team on there. And that game was 36-36 at halftime. LeBlond made some adjustments and they had to pull away in the second half a little bit um, with them. So I was impressed with that. I was impressed with the Tabor kid, the Jamboree. I think he's going to be a good quarterback for him. Pretty efficient uh, there for LeBlond and that was a big win for them, that team that we were really quite sure what they are going to bring to start the year, and they got a big win there at North Shelby and uh, maybe made you a, a, a small believer going into the next this, next few weeks. Sure, sure. Um, it, That's just for Chuck. <laughs> well, and, you know, the North Shelby thing, um, you know, we're, we're both really high on that running back. And when Amos is mm-hmm. healthy, he's really good. My yes. understanding is he did not look 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if that's 90%, 80%, or what exactly it was. Um, but we'll see how that holds up going forward. Um, I I know once that ligament's gone, I don't know what that means for your knee. Um, but for his sake, I hope, I hope he's able to um, work through it and get through the season, um, even if he's not quite – hundred percent. And LeBond, yeah, that was I when I saw them at camp, um, you know, they looked pretty good. Chuck really liked that offensive line. Um, I didn't expect fifty eight points though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we could both agree with that. And that also was part of what pushed me away from North Shelby as well. That's uh, fair. Again, no shade at LeBlond, but I don't think that's a team you should give up fifty eight to in the first week of the season. Don't give up 36 in the first half at the same point. Like that's the second half defense played a little bit better, but 36 in the first half is can be a little troubling there for looking at the long-term outlook for both of those teams. You look at LeBlanc, what could be their downfall in the playoffs? Well, for example, they're going to play Plattsburgh three times, possibly in six weeks between the regular season and the playoffs. You got to stop Isaiah Howard sometime on there. So they, there's stuff that both teams have to work on. It's a long season uh, for that. Just something that we noticed early on there. Uh, Drexel, liberal. You were able to get your hands on that Drexel film. They were liberal. And uh, between liberal linebackers and a little espresso shot, Mason Richardson there with Drexel, uh, you look like you came pretty impressed with kind of both teams in that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little concerned with liberal. I think um, they lost their starting quarterback, um, and he was, he was doing some good things um, before that. So we'll see how that um, – 
how that you know the backup can do. Uh, talked to Coach Dean, um, and he thought he threw a pretty good ball, so uh, maybe they can work with that. Uh, and I really like their scheme offensively. I think it was it's creative. He does a good job with it. That's another thing I walked away with. Um, and yeah, their their linebackers were everywhere. Um, not so much in the second half, um, but they've really shined there in the first half. And Drexel, um, you know, I don't know if Dean gets enough credit for what he's able to do with that program with the limited number of kids he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they looked like a Drexel team. They weren't, you know, I wouldn't call them stout defensively, um, but offensively um, they could be in that being really good and i think at the end of the year i think archie's a clear favorite down south um and they're way ahead of everyone uh but i think appleton and drexel could be a a great one for second place down there yeah absolutely and you talk about drexel kind of limited numbers there they're by far the smallest school in the wemo playing this year after all the co-ops and the enrollment numbers uh drexel comes in at 93 rich hill is the second smallest at 110 Everyone else is in that 125 to 130 range there in the conference. The conference average is 120 with enrollment with Drexel 93 included there. Uh, they're kind of the biggest schools by conference um, across and, the eight and, and, and just the participation there. That's yeah. That's oh, a yeah. Struggle. That's one thing that we kind of talked about with some of the teams that were um, small enrollment, whether it's Stanbury, North Andrew, South Holt, North Shelby, Bramer, um, Oric, all do a great job of getting kids out despite being in some of those teams are in the seventies or even upper sixties in enrollment. And they're still getting 20 to 25 kids in the sideline. That's speaks a lot to those coaches there and the, the community support that football kind of brings there. I mean, Stanbury, North Andrew, South Pole had traditions for a long time um, with that. So it's good to see those programs still going strong, getting kids out. And it feels like every high school boy, they can get out and do get out. So it's really impressive for those um, schools to be able to, you to do that year year in year out so okay let's go back over here and then some of the non-conference games just kind of run through Albany defeated Stewartsville 70 to 24 we weren't overly surprised um, by that one uh Bramer does what Bramer does they scored 96 points gave up 44 to newcomer Slater it was 82 44 going to the fourth quarter um Bramer's a team we've had this week they got to play North Shelby on the road and I think week four they have Oric so it's a two games that we're looking at Bramer that they can really prove themselves because right now they haven't got a vote yet in the top 10. I think most of the voters, speaking for myself, uh, this one, it's just we're unsure about their defense. you got to play just a little bit more defense for us to trust in that top 10. There's a lot of teams to consider, and when you have a major flaw like that, it's hard to rank you over some teams who have lesser flaws, even though they're great on that offensive side of the ball with Jordan Haley. I think he already threw for over 500 yards, whatever it was. Um, in week one, it's just we want to see them do it a couple more times here later in the year. In the coaching, the coaching, yeah, I mean, they've had three there. coaches over since the start of last season, so that definitely changes things a little bit. And just makes, um, we just want to see it stabilize a little bit. Um, they're a little bit different, they got a lot of talent. We talked about the talent they have there, just got to get it all put together. Um, Appleton City talked about them, possibly the challenger. In the south, uh, they defeated Greenfield 42-8. to eight. Uh, You watched that film. Got a little bit of Cash Anderson in your week. That kid's fast. He's <laughs> yeah. fast. And- well, and what I noticed with them is that that entire offense is fast. 
Um, they have a couple different options. Um, their quarterback, um, Hayden Bach. Yeah, Bach. Bach. He he played really well. Um, when I watched um, their jamboree, is either camper or jamboree? I can't remember now. Um, but even the you know the other Anderson kid, Peyton. He Preston, yeah, or Preston. He um he's got some wheels too. That kid can move. Um, didn't do a whole lot on Friday night, um, and I don't know if didn't need to. I don't know what the game plan is there. Um, but those three right there, um, that that could be dangerous down south. Uh, mm-hmm. The defense was solid. Um, you know they weren't fantastic, but um, they did what they were supposed to against Greenfield. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of said their their kind of their split carries there was Cash Anderson had 19 carries for 181 yards. Uh, Bach had 11 carries for 105. And then Preston had five for 41. So they all averaged between eight to nine and a half yards of carry. So, I mean, they were all very effective when they were in there. And Anderson had the 181 yards and four touchdowns. So um, very impressive there day for the Bulldogs. And so we'll see what they look like going forward. I, I will see them versus Archie this week. So it's a huge step up in talent there for them playing week two versus Archie and have a chance for them to prove themselves a little bit there this year to see if they can contend with who I think is the best team in the state this year in Archie um, as of right now. Uh, up next, uh, northeast part of the state, Skylar County at Knox. Uh, Skylar came with a 54-26 to 26 win. Um, I did see the Smith kid for Skylar, threw for a little over 300 yards and six touchdowns um, in the win versus Knox. So a little bit of their highlights. And I saw Skyler over the summer. They had a little more size than I expected um, from that last year. So played pretty physical at Graceland team camp. So they're a team that we're keeping an eye there on the fringe of the top ten um, as well going forward here. And it's a good, nice good win from the start of the year against Skyler um, before they play the blonde this upcoming week. And then up next, uh, Sweet Springs took care of Norman Harden Central, 32-20. to I think the Aggies were up early in that one, 12-0. Sweet Springs – Made a couple adjustments there and came back and won. Um, I haven't seen the film or stats for that game yet. So, but either way, good win for Sweet Springs after a, a good deep playoff run last year. Going to win week one um, going into this year. Mm-hmm. Concordia defeated Northland Christian 67-20. to 20. Uh, Northland's still trying to figure some things out um, over there. Good win for Concordia, the new coaching staff there um, to get a first win to start the year. And then the game that was your favorite game of the week, Santa Fe 10, Northwest Hughesville 6. It was a 2 nothing score midway through the third quarter, Santa Fe advantage. So, um, we don't see very many 10-6 games in eight-man football. So, No, you do not. No, you do not. Unfortunately. So, shout out to – yeah. It would be, it would, it would be nice that they mixed them in occasionally, but – Speak for yourself. Give me some points. Um, but yeah, shout out to Coach Meyer there for Santa Fe. I think he's been he the head coach there at Santa Fe, or at least he is uh, the head coach there on Misha, uh, getting the first win there as the Chiefs head coach. Um, and up next, the kind of the surprise score of the week um, there, your guy down in Osceola, Coach Collins, getting a win over Jasper, 70-8. to eight. Um, Osceola came out with their hair on fire. Yeah, that's a big win down south. And Osceola, might, we're not sure where Jasper's going to be this year. That's a big statement for Osceola, a team that's really struggled um, last few years to get a big win to start the season. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know if it was from you or uh, where I saw it, but we saw some highlights, and uh, they, Sam Jones can fly. 
I was yes. I was blown away uh, the way he was just running away from people in that game. Yeah, he's fast. He makes other fast guys look not so fast. Yeah. Um, so good job there, OCO. We'll see what they can do going forward on there. Trying to remember who they have um, this week. They have Northwest Hughesville, so possibly for them to go start the year two and zero, um, and go on to more conference play liberal week three. So a couple of interesting games for them coming up. And there's a game that you were at, Southport Princeton. A little bit of a shootout there, Southport. Uh, winning 58 to 50, putting up nearly 60 points using three different quarterbacks due to different injuries and whatnot there for the Southwold Knights. But Coach Peterson uh, doing what he does and being able to put up points on the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah, I was I was really impressed with them offensively. Um, defensively, I think they're better than that. Uh, but Talon Holt, uh, who scored on the first play of the game, uh, was just he was a monster. Um, you know, I think. His passing game, not great. Um, but again, he wasn't supposed to be playing quarterback that night either. Um, but just his size and speed, uh, he's got some power too, uh, was running over people. Uh, he was really, really impressive. And we, we kind of thought he would be coming in the mm-hmm. year. Um, now you don't know what kind of player he'd be. Um, but I, I don't know the injury situation. I don't know if he'll be back at receiver this week or what they'll do, but uh, whatever they do, they got to keep the ball in his hands. Yeah, um, and, and that's then for tough Scott. defensively. Tough defensively there for South Pole, a team that's a pretty much an unknown, and they bring out this guy who's an all-state high jumper at quarterback who's a freak athlete, and they can kind of throw you for a little bit of a loop there on defense. So, um, well, it, it would have for the most part, it wouldn't have mattered what team they were playing um, mm-hmm. when you're that size. You, yeah. you probably got a corner out there a little bit smaller um, yeah, nice. for South Holt um, boy that offense was impressive the number of weapons they have uh, with you know Cole Metzger was a monster um, like a lot of kids in the state he had some cramping issues um, that kind of derailed him um, but you know he had one touchdown run where he ran over two guys to get there He's just tough and strong for his size. He's not a real big guy, um, but he was really impressive. Uh, Kendall Nolan um, is playing with one arm um, because of the fractured thumb, and he was still a monster on defense. Um, Caught a few passes. I think he would have had a couple more with two good hands. A workable Um, thumb. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but he was good. Uh, And then Kate Kurt scored about every way possible and then had two mm-hmm. interceptions on defense as well. Um, and they got good size on the offensive line. Um, I think defensively they'll be they'll be fine. I don't know if they'll be, you know, East Atchison or, uh, you know, a team like that where that's what they mm-hmm. lean on. Um, but I think they've – they're maybe one of the most balanced team we've seen out of a Peterson group in a while, um, you know, because it was – one, they could score 60, they give up 65. Um, they play better defense, um, and the offense kind of took a few steps back. So I yeah. think this year he may have his most balanced team in a while. Gotcha, absolutely. That's an interesting South Holt. This, this week we can have Pattonsburg, so that team is going to spread them out a little bit there on off, on offense, a little bit different. They're going to see when they play teams, usually like Platte Valley and East Action, they're going to be more um, between the tackles, Pitching the mouth a little bit there. Platt Valley is going to spread the ball out a little bit more this year 
based on what I saw their week one win versus Worth County, but that'll be interesting going forward there. Uh, back to down south, College Heights defeating Rich Hill 60-22. to So second-year program, getting their second-ever um, football program win there for College Heights. Rich Hill still in a bit of a rebuild there with a lot of young kids um, down there for the Tigers there. Uh, St. Joe Christian getting their uh, regular season win over DeKalb 54-12. Um, good win for St. Joe Christian, DeKalb. Could be a struggle for them a little bit again this year. Just It's tough. They don't have a whole lot of kids out, and they're pretty small um, when they are out there. So uh, we feel with Coach Warlow, he's a good coach. It's just the struggle to get you know, big guys there. It's kind of hard uh, there for it. And St. Joe Christian, they got Stewart for Longhorn this week. If they win that game, they are pretty much locking up the three seed in their district at least uh, because they're in the same district as Stewart's film, DeKalb, um, behind there, behind LeBlanc and Pattinsburg and Plattsburgh. Um, so they might just lock in a three seed um, there after two weeks if they get a win there. Um, and Stewart Osborne can, if they beat Senior Christian, it could be in the driver's seat for that three seed. That's a big game um, for district seedings already in week two there. Uh, Southwest Livingston, their first game in the Central River North, beating Paris, a newcomer, 36-18. to 18. Um, Didn't see a whole lot from that game, but a nice win for Southwest Livingston to beat uh, Paris in their first game in the new conference. Stanbury defeating Mountain City 42 to 8. Um, Stanbury looking pretty solid there week one. We'll see they got Rockport here week two before they get back into conference play. Uh, so we'll see what Stanbury looks like going forward. Um, the game that you went to on Saturday, Maysville, 11 man team playing down to eight man for a week against Plattsburgh and Plattsburgh winning 78 to 70. And you got a little taste of the Isaiah Howard experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> And shout out to Maysville. I know they're moving back to eleven man. They they got a stud at quarterback. Not a big guy, uh, but he the dude was a gamer. He was really impressive. Uh, for Plattsburgh, they they got some things to work on. Um, obviously, uh, talking to them after the game, it was there's only so much you can do. Even when you watch Maysville's jamboree tape, they're playing mm-hmm. you know eleven man there. Um, so defensively, um, that was really their struggle. And I assume they'll get those things ironed out, um, you know, especially when you get to play LeBlanc so much. I think if that offense is as good as it was this past week, um, you'll get tested and figure things out there. Um, but Isaiah Howard, boy, I don't – I think I tweeted that when we thought he was playing, he'd be the best player in eight man. And he's certainly capable of that. Um, what I was really impressed with, um, you know, he – great arm really athletic and run but i think it was his defense that impressed me the most um because when you're that good offensively um when your future is basketball i think it'd be understandable if you Mm -hmm. weren't quite so aggressive on defense but that that wasn't the case with him yeah that's great to see a north dakota state uh commit there for basketball um playing well in the gridiron there on saturday the final game there was pattensburg uh, comeback victory over Rockport, uh, 54-46. Uh, based on what I heard, Rockport starting quarterback went out of the game. They had scored in their first five drives and then didn't score in their next, like, four or five drives in Pattonsburg. And a bit of a comeback there. And you got a win there um, over Rockport, 54-46. to um, Gage Idings had nearly 500 yards in total offense and seven touchdowns. So, Pattonsburg just doing Pattonsburg things on offense and then still – on defense, he's kind of the same old deal there, but they got to win there versus Rockport. Uh, what was your kind of your biggest takeaways there from week one besides us just not knowing anything 
um, <laughs> for most of these teams and what we kind of really expected out of them, what they did on Friday night or Saturday. The GRC needs a hug. Yeah, the 275 went 4-4 four and four against them, and um, the four losses for the 275, I mean, DeCab, Stewartsville, Mount St. Rockport, who views the bottom four teams of the conference over there. And, um, the t- I mean, Nauai Valley beat North Andrew, but North Andrew's down a little bit. That's a huge win for Nauai Valley because they've been a team that's struggled to even be competitive against 500 teams here recently on there. So that's a huge – just a confidence boost for the two communities over there with the Nauai Valley Thunder coming together as one. Um, they really haven't had that success since Nauai Holt was with South Holt. Uh, for the Spartans there. So nice to have them. And West Nauai hasn't seen that since their early days in the Northwest Nauai co-op with Trevor Meyer. And that was back in like 2015. So it's been a few years since both of those programs felt like it was their kids. And there towards the end of South Holt Nauai Holt, it was a lot of South Holt kids who were kind of powering that co-op for a lot of the talent that was there at the time. So it feels good, I think, for both those communities to kind of rally behind something like that. They can put their hat on. We just defeated the defending state champs, even if they're a completely different team this year. That is still the same name, and is being North Andrews always kind of a big deal. Uh, with that, Platte Valley going to Grant City and getting a win, that's never an easy place to get a win, um, and they look really good. East Atchison, not just beating King City, but handling them easily was kind of, was a surprise there. Although they'd win, I didn't think it would be that. And then South Hole getting by Princeton. So, I mean, it's their top four teams are able to flex their muscles a little bit there on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, and I was um... – grateful to get to watch um a lot of those games uh like mm-hmm. we were talking about i, I like the direction that the other areas are going um you know i think the south is taking a bit um but it, now you're to the point where their second their third best teams you know they're capable of you know if they were in the 275 or the grc they're capable of putting up, you know, good or being good competition. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you can say that in the past. You know, our- yeah, their second, yeah, their second and third best teams could be the second or third best team in the conferences up north, and not the fifth or sixth best teams. They're just a, yeah. the depth of talent is better, and the line play I think is getting better down south. And that's been the biggest thing that I've seen over the last few years was the South has always had some decent skill guys, at least one or two like skill guys that they can hang their hat on. Like, hey, that's a really good player but there's more linemen coming through that are improving in those areas. And that's what's helping them elevate those teams so they can contend a little better when it comes to playing those other teams up there. So I'm, I'm really intrigued by that going forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, LeBlanc, um, that was impressive. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm hoping that Skylar County um, is kind of what we think they could be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's a program that, you know, when they moved down, they were practicing 11-man games with trash cans. Um, they had so few players. Um, and then they moved down, and it was rough. Um, yep. And so I, I do hope for that program they're moving in the right direction. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, if I remember right, that Knox, you know, Knox hung around for a while. Um, I think so, yeah. Um, and they're kind of the same way. They, they started out really well, and they knew that, it wasn't going to last um, because they were going to have a drop off, but I think they have um, some talent coming um, and really just to, just not to kiss ass, but the coaching around the state, I, I was really, I'm really impressed um, with what these coaches are doing. Um, yep. There are so few jackasses left. Um, 
um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I liked. Um, and you know, it was a fun week. This week, not so much. But yeah, so we'll go to this week real quick and kind of see where we are at with games. The top ten matchups that are here, there are. I don't think any teams that are top 10 playing each other in this one. So um, just not a whole lot of top tier matchups um, on Friday night. The game I'm going to number one, Archie at Appleton city who is receiving some votes um, on there. I'm just intrigued to see what Archie looks like in a real Friday night game. And if Appleton city, what they can kind of show versus a top tier team in the state um, with that uh, Princeton at number two, Platte Valley. We saw Princeton was able to compete with South Holt. Platte Valley has the, um, Luxury of a little bit of film on Princeton this week and to see what they're kind of running a little bit more than what South Hole would have had. Um, and they come off a big one versus Worth County, so that's a huge uh, game there as well. Number three, Worth County at Mound City. Uh, Worth County going to come off a loss, and that's never really going to play Worth County is after they've been uh, frustrated after a loss there. So um, I just want to say about Worth County, their loss to Platte Valley was more about Platte Valley than Worth County. I still think Worth County, I still have number three in my poll um, going to this week. I think they're really good. Um, Grant McIntyre and Bo Collins might be the best two set of true tight ends combo in the state. Their stats weren't great last week. I think New was just slightly off. Their time was a little bit off. Uh, but there's going to be some games where him and Collins or him and McIntyre have some big games because those guys can run um, on their post, on their post and their post corner routes. They're going to be in some big plays there eventually there in that one. So I was intrigued with Worth County. Uh, Albany is at number four East Ashton, another huge game there. Uh, Albany got a win versus Stewartsville. This is their first true test of the year. We'll, so we'll see what they look at versus East Ashton. And EA, can their offense be consistent from week to week now? We saw it when week one looked good with multiple options. They had five or six guys score a touchdown. What does that look like this week? Um, also, they're going to be down a defensive starter um, due to some off the field stuff. And then number seven, Drexel. At Lockwood, that's a big game there for Drexel. Can they um, keep that second-best spot in the South kind of to themselves, or does Lockwood um, do that? And if Lockwood beats Drexel, Archie, and if Archie – so if Archie uh, beats Alpha pretty good and Lockwood beats Drexel, Archie might not be tested until maybe it's a little blonde game, and that's about it in the regular season if that's how it's going to kind of go there. So we'll see what those games kind of look like. Number eight, Oric is at College Heights. That was a high-scoring game last year. Uh, basically, you kind of said with Oric this year, it might have to be a high-scoring game again um, in that one with there. Uh, the two number 10-ranked teams, Nawe Valley and Southall, both getting a home game this week. Nawe Valley versus King City, Southall versus Pattonsburg. Two games that – pretty good matchups for both those teams kind of going to that that one. I think Nawe Valley and Southall probably do both win, but um, at least interesting matchups with that. And the other ranked teams are playing on Saturday. Number six, LeBlond at Schuyler County at noon. Number nine, Plattsburgh at noon at Knox County. And then St. Paul Lutheran, number five in the state, at one o'clock, hosting Haxton, Colorado, who's the number two ranked team in um, Colorado in eight man football, uh, located in like Northeast Colorado. Um, with that, they were able to get a game scheduled versus St. Paul Lutheran. And they are actually going to Concordia for that football game. So, haven't decided if I'm going to go to that game on Saturday or not. I probably end up will. Um, and we'll see if I can broadcast it or not uh, there from St. Paul. That should be a very interesting, very unusual and uncommon matchup there to see a Colorado-Missouri eight-man high school football game. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what, though? Not- Chuck Davis yeah. still a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> He's Texas. 
I didn't even read it. I had my stuff muted. Okay. I won't read that out loud. Um, going for it, are there any other games? Uh, you have to schedule other games that are happening this week. Uh, Norborn at Concordia, North Andrew DeCab, Rich Hill, Jasper, Greenfield Liberal, Bramer at North Shelby is an interesting one. Santa Fe at Northland, North Hughesville at Osceola, Slater at Paris, Stanbury at Rockport, Sweet Springs at Southwest Livingston, and then St. Joe Christian at Stewartsville. Is there anything there that pops out to you that you want to dive into any more than just picking the games? Drexel Lockwood. I think that would yeah, be but... good. I think that would be good. Um, boy, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a you light know, week. Think... Especially for last week, we had so many good matchups this week. It's like, okay, we're going to put on – a little cruise control here for Labor Day, then hit it hard again going forward. So there's always one or two weeks of these in the season where it's like, we have a couple of those games last week that you played this week. That way we'd actually <laughs> see some more good games or a good, interesting match going into them. Um, I do have a thought. Are you going to be uh, Homer every time Nottaway Valley wins? I mean, I might be able to. Let's see. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't able to be a homer last couple of years, but it's been a struggle five, for him. You went on a five-minute spiel about how good their win was. I mean, it is. I mean, they haven't had a win like that in forever for, for their program like that. They, Maui Valley has not had a win like that. So, um, anytime they've played a decent team, things haven't gone bad after the second quarter. I mean, a couple of years ago, they were up on Rockport. Things were going well. Then Rockport started throwing the ball, and – ran away from him. So it's just weird things that kind of happened to him um, with that. So we'll see. I mean, we talked about Osceola for quite a bit too, and they're a big win. Did we? I gave you the floor to talk about your boys in Osceola with your cheese. You didn't really take it. <laughs> All right. Well, who do you think? I'll go each one. Archie Alto wins. Archie. Okay, I got Archie as well. Princeton, Platte Valley. Platte Valley. I got them as well. Worth County, Mountain City. Worth County. Yeah. <laughs> this is a trick question. Um, Albany at East Atchison. EA. All right. Uh, Drexel at Lockwood. Are you going to take the upset here? You can go with your boy, Dean. I'm going to go with Drexel. I'm going to go with Drexel slightly. Uh, we'll see. I'm, this one's just for Dean because he mentioned it when I texted him this week. Uh, we'll see if they don't give up 500 yards passing this year uh, in the regular season game. Um, that game was, took forever last year, by the way. That was one of the longest games because both teams just kept scoring in the what, 86 to 57 long game. Um, that was just for Dean because he was tired of us mentioning it last year, so we had to mention it again um, and just skip over the playoff game that everyone forgets about. Um, Oric at College Heights. Oric. Actually, me as well. King City at Nottaway Valley. King City. Whoa, Nottaway Valley. Take that back. <laughs> Sorry, Wildcats. Sorry. <laughs> I'll take Nottaway Valley there. It's a good chance for them to prove last week wasn't a fluke. Um, and that, Pattonsburg at South Holt. South Holt. Yep, I got South Holt as well. And um, I think, Anthony, you're higher on South Holt than most. 
there in the media poll. That based on the all the ballots I saw last week, you have them quite a bit higher than everybody else, which is okay. Just always kind of interesting. Listen, yeah. it was just throwing darts at the board. <laughs> I wouldn't read too much into it. In the first three the top, weeks, first three, three weeks, trying to figure things out. Yeah, first three weeks, trying to figure stuff out with the poll. The poll will kind of stabilize. I think starting in week four, first few weeks is going to be a little bit rough trying to figure out where everybody truly is. Um, Norbert Harden Central at Concordia. This is a tough one. Norman Harden Harden Central. Right, I'm gonna go with Concordia in this one, just eking out a win over Norman Harden Central. I think it's gonna be a very I think it's gonna look similar to the Norburn Sweet Springs game in that mid thirties to mid twenties kind of score with each one of those teams there. Uh, North Andrew looking to bounce back at the cab. Yeah, it's North Andrew. Yeah, North Andrew should get back on the winning ways there. Um, Rich Hill at Jasper. Ooh. It's an interesting matchup after Jasper um, didn't play well for Zosiola last week and Rich Hill um, lost by 38 to College Heights. Two teams that are on the – towards the bottom there, the Wemo, facing off give, to see. Give me the better uniforms. So he's going with the Rich Hill Tigers. Um, I, hope, I'll, I'll think, I hope they get a win. <laughs> I do too. Um, I do think Jasper maybe gets got a win here. I'm just not – that one's a complete job. I'll go opposite you just to be opposite uh, for that one. Uh, we don't have a really good feel for those two teams as of right now. Uh, Greenfield at Liberal. Liberal. Yeah, Liberal. I know you said their starting quarterback might may or may not play, but um, even without them, you said their linebackers are open. Pretty good. I think Brady Wilson's one of them. Um, there for him. They got decent front line still, too. I know they graduated a couple of guys from last year's team, but they still have some decent size up front there for Liberal as well. Bramer at North Shelby. Now, last year you went to this game over in Bramer and saw um, nearly 100 points scored by North Shelby. Um, with this one, you expect a similar offensive shootout in this one, or what do you guys expect in this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean – the game may take four hours. Um, but who so wins? By the time I get back from out the city, the game will be over. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna go with the home team here. I'm gonna go with North Shelby. Um, but boy, I don't feel great about it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with North Shelby by the slimmest of margins at this point. Um, being a home team, coming off a loss to a good LeBlanc team. I think they make some adjustments. And I think Stucky's going to throw some weird stuff at Bramer to try to see what you can do to slow down that offense uh, there a little bit for him, too. So give me the Raiders of North Shelby on that one. Uh, Santa Fe at Northland Christian. Give me the Trailblazers. Hey, the Trailblazers. I will I think I'll take Santa Fe um, in this one just slightly. It's just probably a little bit more at this point and I think they're going to score more than 10 points this week to win. It's my hot take for this one over Northland. Uh, but it should be interesting to see those. That game was going to be on Saturday. They moved it back to Friday night um, between those two teams. Uh, Northwest Hughesville at Osceola. Osceola. Yeah, let's take, let's take our Coach Collins down there. I like what he's doing with them. There's a lot. There's more energy around that program this year than they have in the past. I think he's helped energize that program just a little bit. Um, so it's been cool to see that from just afar there with Osceola. Slater at Paris. 
two newcomers to the state for eight man. Both lost last week. Paris lost to Southwest by 18. Slater lost to Brainboard in a shootout. Yeah, losing in Southwest concerns me a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Give me Slater. As much as, oh, purple. Yeah. I didn't say it this time, guys. Uh, <laughs> with that, um, I'll take Paris at home. Slide an edge to the home team, see what they look like. Uh, bouncing back um, against Slater. Just not really sure what that game's going to look like in that one. Uh, Stanberry at Rockport. Hmm. <laughs> I think we'll go with Rockport. All right, I like this matchup better for Rockport than their Pattonsburg matchup because if you look at Rockport, based on what I've seen in the Jamboree and stuff like that, they are much better playing against an in-tight team that Stanberry's going to play, that Stanberry's going to play like. They had a spread team. They played LeBlanc, and LeBlanc was able to score at ease in space a little bit. Um, so I think Rockport matches up better this week. Unfortunately, with their quarterback uh, being down, I'm going to take Stanbury in this one, and uh, Sheber will be the best player on the field by a decent margin uh, for Stanbury. So give me uh, Stanbury in that one. Uh, Sweet Springs at Southwest Livingston. Sweet Springs. I will take Sweet Springs as well. Um, St. Joseph Christian at Stewartsville, Osborne. <laughs> give me the wild cards to uh, bounce back. Uh, give me St. Joseph Christian. Uh, Cy Carlson last week versus DeCab. 14 carries for 257 yards and four touchdowns last week versus the Tigers. Um, I think he's playing a very similar team to Sweet Spring and, uh, and uh, Stewart Walgren this week. Didn't have a whole lot of size there, so give me St. Joseph Christian to start the year 2-0 and before going in to conference play and then week three. Or excuse me, they play week three. I'll see it for some reason right now. Oh, Albany. Um, and then the Saturday games. Bishop of Blonde, number 16 in the state, at Skyler. Me. Go with Skyler on this one. Go with Skyler. All right. You could be picking up all the purple teams. I understand. Um, I'm going to go with Bishop LeBlanc. Um, and now I think LeBlanc really good this year. So give me the Golden Eagles. Uh, number nine, Plattsburgh at Knox County. Also a noon start there on Saturday. Plattsburgh. I think Plattsburgh as well. Howard will be the best player on the field there in that one on the road. Uh, nice long road trip there for the Tigers. And last but not least, Haxton, Colorado, the number two team in Colorado. Going to number five, St. Paul Lutheran here in Missouri. Got to stick with our team, don't we? I think so. I have no idea how good Colorado eight man football is. Like, I know, like, we know Iowa, their top tier teams are really good. Kansas ones kind of can be hit or miss at times. Nebraska, I don't know. They're kind of in between the two. So um, we'll see what Colorado, not sure. It is a long trip for them. I, I wonder, for Haxton, Colorado, do you just travel Friday night and stay in Kansas City and then Saturday morning go over to Concordia for the last hour? Or what do you do? That's an eight-hour trip for a one o'clock start. So I'm not sure. I'm guessing you don't have to stay somewhere for a one o'clock start there. So good luck in that game. I might end up going over to that one. Um, With that, do you have any hot takes you want to throw out there to rile anybody up? I always want to give you the opportunity to do that. 
if you have one. Not this week. Not this week? Not this week. So, but we'll, uh, I don't know, we're, are we going to do something Friday night or? We might, we'll see. Um, it might end up being you calling me and doing a podcast with me driving back from Appleton. Um, uh, that's right, that's right, Appleton. So we might end up doing something like that where I'm just, I'm talking to you and just keep me awake that way by just talking to the phone, talking to eight-man football. Might just be a move uh, there for Saturday. So let's, let's have, so we'll figure something out there. Appleton's a pretty far drive for me, so. Um, we'll see how that goes. They're excited for it, though. First time being in Appleton, so another school off the list for that to see the Bulldogs play the whirlwinds. I don't know. 